Welcome to Let Love, a podcast with the Sisters of Life. We invite you to join us for conversation, looking at life through the lens of love. You are loved, you are made in God's image, and your life matters. Let's talk about it. Hey, Sister Veritas. Hi, Sister Agnes Day. Hey, everyone. This is the Sisters of Life Let Love podcast, and we're back. And we're just so happy to be back and so happy to be talking today about Let Love Illumine Your Mind. To bring light to the mind. I want light. Me too. In this attic up here. (laughs) (laughs) Me too, because it can get dark and dusty up there. Yeah. And, you know... We're checking in. Open the curtains. Here it is. Fresh air. Yep. And let's break this thing open. Yeah. But uh, maybe before we do... Maybe, I don't know, this potentially could work as a, an analogy. I don't know. Sure. But I, I recently, I had an experience yeah. recently. Really? What, what, you, what was it? <laughs> so I, um, so like, you know, I was, I was reading for a long period of time. Uh-huh. And it was kind of like over a p- period of weeks. And like, mm-hmm. I really had convinced myself in my mind yes. that I needed glasses. Wow. You know, like I never, yep. I've never had any vision problems my whole life. Right. But I was, um, I've been, re- had to write this class. This is, you know, just last year, and and it was, you know, I was reading a lot, and um, so I was like, oh my gosh, I, it's it. This is it. I, right. I'm gonna go get the glasses. You're gonna join the club. Join the club. Welcome. Uh, which, I, for those who have not worn glasses for your whole life, it's kind of a scary moment. Like. It- it's a big deal. I mean, glasses, they totally change your face. They change your face. I mean, I speak as someone who started wearing glasses in fifth grade. Okay. It changes your life. See, we're on different ends of this spectrum. <laughs> no pun intended. Um, <laughs> but, okay, so I went in, and this is a great little, you know, ophthalmologist in the Bronx. And and so I, I go in there, and so, you know, the doctor's like, hey, sister, how you doing? And, you know, takes a look at my eyes, and... Um, and he's like, so, you know, what seems to be going on? I'm like, well, here's the deal, doctor. Like, you know, I use my eyes a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I mean, I said it with total earnestness. I mean, like, and when stuff starts going wrong with your eyes, you're just like, gosh. Right. And he kind of, I think he tried to stifle a laugh because it's like, of course we use our eyes a lot. Like, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Every waking moment. Right. Um, and so... It turns out I really didn't have too much of a vision problem. Right. Um, and he's like, well, sister, you know, I was describing to him my, you know, that when I focus for long periods of time. And so he's like, well, sister, have you tried blinking? <laughs> 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 and funny. I'm sure, I'm sure I, I, I do blink, but, but it was actually noticing that, yeah, I have a tendency when you get focused not to blink. Right. Const- a very deep concentration. Right. Laser focus. Laser focus. And what that causes, it's like your eyes actually need care. They need a blink every so often right, to right. restore the moisture and moisture. and just, you know, get things renewed. Yep. So that was like one little easy thing wow. that I could change. Wow. And free. Free. <laughs> totally free. I didn't need anything. But he did say that, you know, I could get a, like a low-grade prescription. Uh-huh. I don't know what if that's real, but he did give me a prescription. And I don't know what happened, but as soon as I went out and handed this piece of paper, again, I just didn't know. Yeah, yeah it's the first experience. First, I had no idea what was going to happen. Right. I gave this piece of paper to the woman at the desk, and all of a sudden, she was giving me glasses to try on frames. And I had never done this before. <laughs> I didn't know... 
what was supposed to be happening. Right, right. And so everyone in the waiting room, it just became a group event. Oh, yeah. I'm sure everyone was very eager to help you. It's a big deal. <laughs> it was great. I was getting tons of feedback. Oh, yeah. Tons of voices chiming in, like, and it got really confusing. And at the, at the you know, I just kind of reactively said, yeah, like, let's go with those frames. And long story short, two takeaways from this whole thing. Uh-huh. First, um, w- every piece and part of us needs a little care and stewardship mm-hmm. and whether it's your eyes or as we're going to talk about our minds mm-hmm. it's like little things can make a huge difference definitely for the eyes blinking for the mind we're going to break that open yeah number two um when we get a lot of voices coming at us yeah we make bad decisions right we make uh, decisions that don't lead to really to fruitfulness right um to quality purchases right, right. um <laughs> and i think the same thing for our minds um mm-hmm. because in a sense, and we're going to break this open too. It's like, mm-hmm. how do I um, move from this place of, of freedom and clarity and peace, mm-hmm. even in that place that, yeah, when you've got a lot of uh, different feeds and and mm-hmm. and whatnot, let love illumine your mind. So I think it's so great. And I think it's, uh, like as you even said a little earlier, like when something goes wrong with our eyes, it's like our whole world, like it affects our whole mm-hmm. world. And actually, if, if our minds, if we don't let them be illumined by, by the light of God, mm-hmm. um, it actually, it's going to affect everything we do. Yes. It's going to affect our entire life. So that's why it's, I think this is such an important topic to talk about. And I love the analogy because it's yeah. so great, actually. And actually, yeah, sister, it's while well, you're even expanding my mind, <laughs> you're blowing my mind. Because in a way, our minds allow us to see. Yeah. Um, and I think especially whether that's on a natural plane mm-hmm. uh, or it's in the spiritual life, mm-hmm. our minds are so important mm-hmm. uh, to help us to see things mm-hmm. truly and rightly mm-hmm. and and understand. Mm-hmm. So I can't wait. Can't wait. Shall we start with a prayer? Yeah, that'd be great. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we ask that you draw us into your life. We ask, Jesus, that you share your mind with us that you share your love for the Father, that you share the way that you see um, others, that you see us, that you see God's will. Uh, We ask that you share your knowing uh, and the light of the Holy Spirit that helps us to know and to see and to grow in the wisdom of God. We ask Blessed Mother, Uh, that you draw us into your intercession, your maternal care, uh, the purity of your mind and of your heart, uh, that we might um, be disciples after you, and that our yeses might grow in likeness to yours and bear the life of Christ in the world. We just ask all this as we say, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Our Lady of Grace, pray for us. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Well, what a great topic. Yeah. Let yeah. allum- love illumine the mind. Yeah. And you think about the mind. I mean, what a powerful hmm. force the mind is, right? Like you think of, uh, I mean, all of human uh, innovation that we see, you know, like, these huge skyscrapers in New York and these bridges and, and you know, mathematics. And I mean, you know, I'm sure you have tons of examples like this. Is, this is 
all coming from the human mind. Isn't it incredible? It is. Well, you think of all the symphonies mm -hmm. that came to life. Again, it's like, yeah, who, who thought that mm -hmm. up before it came to be? Mm -hmm. Our languages, how mm -hmm. they've developed over time. And all of that as a fruit of thought, of good thinking, of, of stitching all these words together so that we can speak to each other, yeah. so that we can enjoy poetry and yeah. literature. Um, every dimension, economy. Yeah. You know, we've gone from seashells to Wall Street. Um, right. It's it is incredible. It's amazing. I mean, the toaster. You know, <laughs> who thought that up? Who thought that up? Who the, thought that could be? I know the microwave. The microwave. It's amazing. The airplane. Right. It, who 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 thought? Let's fly. Let's launch ourselves into the the sky. Right. And that that was possible. Right. It's 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 um it's stunning actually just the yeah the power the creativity of the mind and like our ability for abstract thought mm -hmm. right which which enables us to have all these amazing ideas and put them into to uh, use it's just it's a stunning human capacity actually Incredible. that no other living creature has wow. uh, as we have wow and yeah. with astounding consequences mm -hmm. for better or for worse mm -hmm. right right you know in a sense to conceive something in our thoughts. And then in and through the use of our mind to bring it unto completion right. um, for good, for better, or for worse. Right. Um, to the aid of man uh, and humankind right. or otherwise. Right. I mean, and like we're saying, all these positive examples, but then it's also like we think of the Holocaust and what happened in the human mind mm -hmm. and to make that happen. So it's this incredible mm -hmm. force for good or for evil mm -hmm. um, and can be the source of life and creation and creativity or destruction. Amen. And, uh, and so my, like my thought, how do we harness the power, harness the power of our minds in, in a way that God intends? Yeah. Amen. Well, and I think, I think it's like just making some distinctions too. And I think, uh, we're definitely, we're only going to skate on the surface of this topic because mm -hmm. I think, I think we're thinking a lot here. <laughs> That's good. Um, yeah, there's uh, a lot here. Mm -hmm. But I think just to make some initial distinctions that, yes, like we have a, a culture of information mm -hmm. and I think we value information mm -hmm. and instant information and the facts and knowing stuff and taking in the, the news feeds and what's the latest on YouTube and all these beautiful capacities, actually, mm -hmm. or the capacity to just think through things, figure them out, uh, manage mm -hmm. uh, things in and through our thoughts. And that is beautiful and has an incredible value. And yet, as a distinction, um, we also have a part of our minds that um, St. Augustine speaks of that is a higher part that's res reserved for the contemplation of God and towards the knowing in distinct capacities on the natural plane or in the spiritual plane mm -hmm. as we as we seek to to know God mm -hmm. himself. And I think I love that you're making that distinction, sister, um, between kind of like fact finding, which is important and we need to, but it's also to live um, in our minds um, in pursuit of the Lord and that higher power of our minds. And I also think, I just want to say here too, I think there can be a tendency often, you know, for the, the fact finding information seeking and kind of like, you know, pre you know, prepping for the MCAT kind of thing, like that kind of knowledge base, which we're very, very good at. Um, but then sometimes I think we can, um, in terms of our personal interior worlds, we can kind of leave off kind of 
um, our use of reason and live our interior reality just kind of living out of our feelings thinking with our feelings and mm-hmm. not actually with our minds mm-hmm. and I think we're called to to kind of live an integrated life actually an mm-hmm. integrated mind and so having both yes we need the facts but we also need to live as you're saying with that higher realm of our mind which is um, contemplative which is for the Lord mm-hmm. and there's a great quote um, from uh, encyclical letter fides et ratio faith and reason um, by Pope John Paul II and I'll just literally read the first sentence. It's a long, it's a run-on sentence, but I'm going to read it. This is <laughs> First great. sentence. He said, Faith and reason are like two wings on which the human spirit rises to the contemplation of truth. And God has placed in the human heart a desire to know the truth. In a word, that's what you're talking about, in a word to know himself. Mm. So that by knowing and loving God, men and women may also come to the fullness of truth about themselves it's powerful so this call of the human mind actually to be integrated mm-hmm. and to be um, directed to the Lord Amen. and illumined by him by the God who is love that is so powerful sister yeah we desire that oneness that wholeness of mm-hmm. thought of understanding mm-hmm. of knowledge in integrity mm-hmm. in a sense in the way that we see the world mm-hmm. and rather than breaking it into pieces, which actually in many ways our culture can do. It can kind of separate us and divide us. Mm-hmm. And and yet God gathers all that mm-hmm. together in that oneness of truth mm-hmm. that provides that seamless garment yeah. and allows us to rest in yeah. uh, not only the truth of a thing before us, mm-hmm. but the truth of God and of ourselves. Mm-hmm. Sister, I think that's really powerful. And actually I have an image came to mind as you were speaking that I think to me is such an image of integration of the mind. Hmm. And it was um, it was an exhibit we had gone, it was when I was in Toronto, living there at the convent, there was an exhibit at the museum and it was an exhibit of something called boxwood miniatures. So oh, it was wow. these yes. um, like kind of rosary beads about the size of a baseball mm-hmm. uh, made out of this very hard wood called boxwood. And what these, it was like from medieval times and these um, geniuses of sculptors had um, you could you could open the ball and inside was a, a yes. incredibly intricately carved scene of normally like a gospel scene. Wow! And it, but it was like multi-layer. It was you've never seen anything like it. Like the it's, we're talking like almost like microscopic level of detail, and and multi-layer. And you're like, how is this possible? And you know what's so stunning to me is they did this in the medieval times, and scientists today have tried to replicate it. Okay. And they can't. With all our technology, everything, they can, even with the precision that we have in terms of robots and computers, they cannot do what those medieval artists did. Now, why is that? It's fascinating. It's because I think they were trying to do it from a purely scientific level, fact-based, but what those artists had was a contemplative mind, which actually gave them wings Hmm. to do actually what is almost humanly impossible. It's amazing. Um, and uh, to me, that's just such a great image of integration. Yes. You know. We fly higher. Yeah. Wow, sister. Yeah. It's powerful. Mm-hmm. Well, and even to bring it down to another level of distinction, which is our thoughts, you know, mm-hmm. and I think our thoughts are very much with us mm-hmm. at every moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's part of the human experience. Mm-hmm. And they, for better or for worse, they, they walk along us in and through each day. Mm-hmm. And... They're very powerful, mm-hmm. and um, we're called to a stewardship of such. 
And I think as we're speaking about letting love, letting God illumine our minds, um, we have to allow him into this area of our thoughts. There's this incredible book. I know I've mentioned it before. It's Mm -hmm. called Our Thoughts Determine Our Lives. Wow. Yeah, it's awesome. it's and it's true. Yeah. I'm a believer after reading this book and it's from written by Elder Thaddeus or Thaddeus. Mm-hmm. And just to give you a little nugget from from really what he learned in and through his entire life. Mm-hmm. This was the great teaching of his life is on the the realm of the thoughts. How powerful they are in day-to-day life and it's particularly in the spiritual life. But he said this Our life depends on the kinds of thoughts we nurture. If our thoughts are peaceful, calm, meek, and kind, then that is what our life is like. If our attention is turned to the circumstances in which we live, we are drawn into a whirlpool of thoughts and can have neither peace nor tranquility. Wow. Wow. Isn't that something? That's awesome. And then he continues. He says, The Lord has taken all of our sufferings and cares upon himself, and he has said that he will provide for our needs. Yet we hold on to our cares so tightly that we create unrest in our hearts and minds, mm-hmm. in our families, and all around us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Isn't that true? I mean, amen. I've definitely experienced right? that in my life, you know? When you can almost, without a person speaking a word, you can uh, make a good guess at where they might be living in their thoughts. They are powerful. Mm -hmm. Uh, They can create air pollution. Right. Uh, And yet, uh, just to look, what does our Lord speak to us here Mm -hmm. um, about the realm of the mind or of our thoughts? And I know some of my favorite um, polls in Scripture in Proverbs 3.5. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not rely on your own insight. Mm -hmm. So it's telling us, yes, we can come to knowledge uh, on our own efforts, in our own figuring. And yet, ultimately, uh, we want to rely on God's vision, Mm -hmm. God's wisdom. Allow the Holy Spirit to lift us up Mm -hmm. into his perspective and the eternal and divine perspective. I think that's so important, Sister, because it's like when we get stuck in trying to figure things out all the Mm -hmm. time, it's actually like this little vortex that we just get sucked into and we never end up getting out. I mean, we can't, but it's like it it just it's like a a spiral. Yeah, Yeah. it definitely can be. Yeah. Yes. If it's not illumined mm-hmm. in a sense mm-hmm. um, coupled mm-hmm. with with the divine perspective yeah it's so helpful to us yeah um, or even in Isaiah 26 3 it says thou dost keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusts in thee mm. so this yeah. is powerful words yeah yeah literally if I keep my mind on Jesus yeah on Jesus Christ, which is God's word to us, mm-hmm. uh, which is God's love for mm-hmm. us, mm-hmm. Um, perfect peace. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a that's a huge promise. It is, and it's I don't know. It's what my heart desires. I think it's what we all desire as human persons. You know, perfect peace. Yeah, or even Romans twelve mm-hmm. one through two, um, and he says particularly in two, do not be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewal of your mind that you may prove what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Mm, I love that, sister. There's a great quote in Wisdom where it says, those who trust in him will understand truth. Mm. 
So uh, allowing ourselves to be, to be in him, to be held by him, and it actually, that illumines our mind. We can mm-hmm. understand what we could not understand before. It's powerful stuff, Sister. Well, and I think for Christian discipleship, mm-hmm. this is the type of knowing, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, I'm sure many people have asked you, many people ask me, how did you know? Mm-hmm. How did you know? Yeah. Our Blessed Mother, how did she know? Right. Um, to say yes to the Lord, that yeah. this was an angel of light, yeah. that this was God's invitation. How did Moses know mm-hmm. to throw the staff down, that mm-hmm. it might... Um, Yes, transform into a serpent and uh, reveal God's power mm-hmm. um, uh, in that and in so many other ways. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you look throughout salvation history, there's this knowing that is particular to Christian discipleship. Mm-hmm. And as you were speaking, it comes through f- this trust in yeah. the Lord. It comes through uh, faith, mm-hmm. this disposition and posture of faith which allows us to touch, it's like direct contact, this higher part of our minds that allows us to know the touch of God, mm-hmm. to know the life of God, mm-hmm. to know the love of God, not just as an abstract, but as something personal, as something active, mm-hmm. as something transpiring and speaking mm-hmm. in our hearts and leading and guiding. Mm-hmm. It's like we're turning the lights on. Yeah, it really is. And it makes a difference. It makes a difference in how we live how we speak, how we react and respond. It changes everything. Changes everything. What, what's happening up here between my ears affects how I live. And um, yeah, it's, I think it's a great thing to think about. You know, what, what am I thinking about? What am I, you know, what's, what, what op- occupies my mind throughout the day? Mm-hmm. And noticing the effect that it has on us, you know? Amen. Well, and I think... I don't know, it brings me back and forward uh, in the sense, you know, if blinking helps our eyes to work better <laughs> when they're hard at work, what are some good tips for mind care? Yeah. You know, starting points, just yeah. little things that can help us to let love illumine our minds. Like mind care tips. I think for sure the first one that comes to me is what am I reading? What am I listening to? What am I watching? Hmm. Because whatever I put in through my senses, it will form me. And it actually, I mean, scientifically, it actually forms like your, your brain synapses. And like, it actually has a physical effect on your mind. Yes. Um, but also on your, um, a spiritual effect on your mind too. Mm-hmm. And so is it junk? You know, is it just kind of fluff? That's kind of a waste of time. Mm-hmm. Um, is it negativity, you know? Mm-hmm. Or is it of the Lord? Is it actually causing my heart and my soul and my mind to seek him, to be lifted to him? That's a great examine, I think, for all of us, you know. Um, I mean, there's a great, I think I mentioned, yes. <laughs> the, I forget, I wish I had all the details, but this famous experiment of, um, they were determining the effect of music, and they were using rats as a control mm-hmm. experiment. So they had rats in a labyrinth, and they had one control group was silence, one group was classical music and one group was heavy metal. And um, they found that the silent rats were fine. They could get out of the labyrinth. The classical music rats, I think, did very, even better than the silent rats. And the heavy metal rats, they started attacking each other. Wow. Yeah. They it, got confused. They got really confused and disturbed. And wow. But it's like they're not even, these are not even rational creatures. Mm. 
actually. But but what is going into their brains affects how they act. So all the more so it's human powerful. beings, right? Right, sister. Yeah, and I don't know if you have thoughts on well, that. Well, even if you look at the life of St. Ignatius, this mm-hmm. was a key moment for him in his own conversion, is that he noticed the difference mm-hmm. when he was reading, um, I think, uh, novels about knights in shining armor versus uh, scripture mm-hmm. and um, text focused on the life of Christ. And life of the saints. And yeah. the life of the saints. And uh, he noticed it lifted him. Mm-hmm. He noticed his mind uh, moved in, in a direction that brought him peace mm-hmm. and brought new life mm-hmm. and new meaning mm-hmm. to his life. I think even if I look at my own life, mm-hmm. uh, of when you made those decisions, when I made those decisions to intentionally read and listen and watch, uh, it, it changes you. Mm-hmm. Um, it unburdens your heart, you mm-hmm. know, in a sense, even noticing how much information do I need from the news that, you know, to an extent, it can be very helpful. Mm-hmm. But then there's a point where it just gets to be it's burdensome, right? actually. Right. Um, so that's good mind care. Yeah. And, and I think it's just connected to another point you said earlier. But what I mean, for a personal experience, like what I was listening and reading and stuff during when I was in university, that actually helped me. Mm. to put my mind and my heart in a place where I could hear God's call to me, Wow, you know, um, and, and respond. And, and that knowing you said, it's like, and I, I knew it's like Mother Teresa says, how does a girl know she's called? Well, she, knows. she knows, she knows. But, but how it's like, I, I set the, paved the way for that grace by responding to another grace of what I was feeding myself in terms of my mind. It's powerful. Yeah. And that's changed the course of your life. It changed the course of my life. I wouldn't be here right now. Wow. I mean, it's stakes are high. Mm -hmm. In caring for our minds, I think um, the the gift and grace that we have in the sacrament of confession, Mm. um, that it can, in a sense, anoint us with that precious blood of Jesus and unburden us. And a lot of times we can, especially our minds can become so burdened Mm. by, you know, uh, past sins or, or otherwise or... You know, how do we, we can't save ourselves, but as we can bring that to mm-hmm. Jesus and receive his mercy and healing and forgiveness, I think it can really lighten the mind, mm-hmm. unburden it. Mm-hmm. I believe it. Another one I'm going to throw in here is a practice that we definitely have in the convent, but actually I think will it can be life-changing, is to always uh, assume a habit of mind of assuming the best intentions of the other person. Wow whatever setting you're in, but assuming that they're, they're intending my good, you know, they're loving me. And it actually takes out a lot of pain and runaway imagination and hurt. And if you just assume the best intentions of the other. So I just, that's, that's helpful. That's powerful sister. Yeah. And well, I think too, generally speaking, intentionality Mm -hmm. that we are responsible for our thoughts and we can choose whether or not we're going to think of um, pleasant things, peaceful things, godly things, and being aware of what we're thinking of, uh, and then making that choice, you know, in a sense, uh, stewarding our thoughts mm-hmm. is a great way to care for our minds. Um, I think too, at the end of each day. Yeah. The examine, the that's examine. a huge connected point, but <clears throat> to take that time to go over our day with the Lord, um, and part of that examine is what, what, what were my thoughts? What was I thinking? Jesus, mm. bringing it all to him. 
and it really airs out. It really like yeah, opens the windows, lets in the light, uh, mm. and and changes us. Is that powerful? Try it. Try going every day with Jesus. Well, I think there's this beautiful quote from Saint Edith Stein uh, as to the power of the examine, mm-hmm. and she says, "And when night comes." And when you look back over the day and see how fragmentary everything has been and how much you planned that has gone undone and all the reasons you have to be embarrassed and ashamed, just take everything exactly as it is, put it in God's hands, and leave it with him. Wow. That's it. I want to type that out and put it on my door. It's huge. And that is the power of God's love and the reality of God's love is that we can turn it all over to him as it is, and begin anew. I love that, sister. I think it's so powerful. And I, I love all these tips for, like, mind care, how to live actively, proactively, yeah. and, and keeping our minds, uh, you know, putting on the mind of Christ. Now, just quickly, like, what 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 are tips if we get in a tailspin? We find ourselves in a swirling vortex of doom. <laughs> yes, <laughs> thoughts. Yeah. Like, yeah, I call it the, the hamster wheel of the yeah. exasperation. Right. Um, what do you, what helps you, sister? I mean, for sure, I think talking, talking it out, mm-hmm. you know, with Jesus, mm-hmm. articulating it. But also, I, sometimes I need to talk it out with somebody else because it's like you're just inside of yourself and you're like, I just need to articulate this out loud yep. to someone I trust, someone who understands, knows Jesus, knows the heart, and they can help reflect back to me and say, you know what? Yeah. That, that thought is not from God. It's from the devil. You know, <laughs> Amen. <laughs> But it's, we need it. We need yep. we need each other to help us. To be reinforced in a place of truth. Yeah. So I think it's huge. That's huge, sister. Yeah. Um, I think another thing I love to do is if I find if I find myself wearied and exhausted, that's the first department I go to. I check into my thoughts. And if I'm on a hamster wheel about a concern or an anxiety or, a, you know, a, a stressful point of the day or whatever it might be, or maybe something happened earlier in the day and I'm still stuck on it, Stop the tape, mm-hmm. insert something else. And that might be, Jesus, I trust in you. Mm-hmm. Jesus, I turn this over to you. Mm-hmm. Um, so in a sense, stop the tape, but then insert something that is going to help to bring, help you to bring that to a place where it can actually be mm-hmm. engaged and transformed. And mm-hmm. that's, that's the Lord. And I think within that, even sometimes if you're feeling scatterbrained you know kind of separated by your thoughts is just saying the name of jesus Mm. or finding a word like abba or father or jesus or lord have mercy Mm -hmm. um can really focus and um, open the mind to that illumination Mm -hmm. to be illumined by love Mm -hmm. i love that sister it kind of connected to that reading the word of god you know reading reading a passage reading a sentence from scripture Sometimes even saying it out loud, you know, because just to stop the, yeah, stop the hamster wheel. Um, That's beautiful, sister. Yeah. Just, yeah, making the sign of the cross. Just something to help. Something to tangible. Help something tangible. My favorite is the present moment. Mm. Is that the, the best medicine for the mind is the present mm. moment with God. Mm-hmm. So not to live in the past, mm-hmm. not to live in the future. Yeah. But the discipline, and it's, it's hard at times, of gathering your mind to be present mm-hmm. to God who is alive and loving you right now. Right now. And you touch eternity yeah. in the present moment yeah. and so, pulling that grace down. Yeah. That's so important. So, right. Actually, St. Therese of Lisieux talks about that. She's mm-hmm. like, when I find myself troubled, I realize it's because I've been dwelling in the past or in the mm-hmm. future and not living in the present. 
Wow. So that's really powerful. Yeah. And kind of connected to that is gratitude, just simple wow. gratitude. I think gratitude is like the secret weapon for a lot of things. You just throw a little thank you to Jesus and it, it just disarms the enemy, you know, and uh, disarms the tailspin. It's beautiful, sister. Yeah. Wow. We, we've uh, skipped a stone over a ocean. Yes. Yeah. Um, and yet, even just calling ourselves to awareness that this is a powerful place, mm-hmm. that God wants to be with us, mm-hmm. God wants to lead us and light our way, and and He doesn't want us to to suffer. You know the the terrible plague of of thoughts that are debilitating. Right? They can they can paralyze us. They can be painful and terrible. Amen. That that bad thoughts can be a real plague. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they can really bring us down and yeah. cause great suffering. Yeah. And uh, I think yeah, sister, do you have any thoughts before we go? Yeah, before we go, I would say um, to notice as you were speaking about the times that I I find myself like sad or anxious or disturbed in some way. Um, to, to stop with Jesus and say, Jesus, help me look at what I'm thinking about. Because I mm-hmm. think uh, St. Francis de Sales talks about this too, but that kind of, those world, kind of quote-unquote worldly ponderings or, you know, getting in a tailspin or trying to figure everything out um, can, can actually lead us away from the Lord. And he wants, to, he wants to bring his light there. He wants to bring his love there. And to just to stop and say, acknowledge reality, try to name the thoughts, and then invite Jesus in, you know, the God who is love. I love that, sister. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Do you have anything before we go? I think hearkening just to our first point um, in the sense that God does not want us to live in darkness. And the mind, uh, I think the enemy wants to create tangles, tumbleweeds, and darkness, especially in our minds. Mm-hmm. We have an enormous power there, mm-hmm. and to be aware of that—that that inviting Jesus in and um, and asking in a special way for an inflow of God's wisdom, mm. for the life of the Spirit, for the gift of knowledge, understanding, mm. wisdom, uh, to have courage to, in a sense, surrender the figuring out the mm. the and not in an irresponsible way. Just to give God some room upstairs mm-hmm. to, to shuffle over just a little bit and to ask for the grace to trust that God knows better, mm-hmm. God is wiser, mm-hmm. God's knowledge is more perfect, God's understanding, um, and as he wants to bring these gifts into our lives, will actually allow me to see the truth, the beauty, the goodness that God is holding out for me. Mm in the moment and so that because our wills will not move towards what we don't perceive as as good and so our our minds we have to be sharp mm-hmm. in in opening up the windows and the doors to that inflow of the life of the spirit mm-hmm. uh, so that we can perceive with light yeah and and then move ourselves towards it mm-hmm. uh, in this beautiful knowing that that god wants to bestow on his disciples wow that's beautiful, sister. So just a thought. I love that. But wow, sister, I feel like we hardly just hardly began, but yeah, it's definitely scratching the surface. But <laughs> it's great. But had some fun and <laughs> uh, hopefully a few helpful nuggets. I hope so. As, uh, we try to live the day. Yeah. Well, sister, would you close us with a prayer? I would, I would love to. 
Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Lord, we thank you so much for this time. We thank you for the gift of knowledge that you are giving and desire to give to us. Lord, we ask you to flood our minds with your light, you who are the light, you who are love. Lord, we ask you to cast out any shadows that are lingering in our minds, doubts, worries, fears that we've been holding on to, uh, and replace them with your presence. We uh, entrust ourselves and all those whom we love, all the needs and intentions of our hearts, to you and to our Blessed Mother, and we give you glory as we pray. Glory be to the Father, to the Son, and, and to, to the, the Holy Spirit, Spirit as, as it was in the beginning, beginning is now, and, and will be forever. forever. Amen. The Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless and keep all of you. See you next time. This was Let Love Podcast with the Sisters of Life, a religious community of women consecrated for the protection of the sacredness of human life. Be assured of our prayers and learn more at sistersoflife.org.